0: Saints, amen. So tonight, our lesson is very simple the call to defend the faith. This is verse number three of the book of Jude, amen. The call to defend the faith, amen. And some of your um, translations. It said the word peril. Amen. It has the word peril in it. And when we get to it, I want to explain to you exactly what our writer, amen, is talking about when he, he said this word peril. Amen beloved, while I was very diligent. Here, I want you to understand that Jude, as we remember, Jude, the brother of Jesus and James, his initial desire was to only write about the common salvation. But then, he saw something else. And so he found it necessary. I'm reading and I'm using uh, the enduring commentary. Uh, a lot of my notes uh, have come from there. Amen. It's a really good commentary. You a guy, should pick one up. And, and so we see that now what Jude intended on writing now turns into something else. Because now something else is there. And in order for him to keep on asking us to contend, that means there's something there that we have to fight against or there's something fighting against what we're doing. He said, I was very diligent. In other words, This this diligent means that he was very concerned. He, he, He was moved and he was very passionate about writing to them about the common salvation. And this common salvation is the salvation that is wrought through Jesus Christ. We're going to get to it. So when Jude was getting ready to write this, something happened. Jew found it necessary to write a different letter. (laughs) So we might say that this was a letter that didn't want to be written, but he had to write it. Y'all remember, the Bible says to preach. What, What did Paul tell Thomas to preach? In season and out of season. Amen. And sometimes... It's the out-of-season stuff nobody wants to hear. But guess what I found out? Listen to me. It is the stuff that's out-of-season that's actually in-season. <laughs> and the stuff that's in-season is out-of-season. You ain't saying nothing back to me. Can I say it again? Most of the time, it's the stuff that's out-of-season that's in-season. And it's the things that's in-season is out-of-season. Amen what, thank you, Holy Ghost. Here's what I believe. Thank you, Spirit. Here's what I believe. The stuff that's out of season is actually the stuff God wants us to say. Because I found out, and looking through the Bible, I found out whenever someone um, spoke the truth, other people had a problem with it. And, And that's the out of season stuff. Hey, wife, that's the out of season stuff That's actually in season. Because the truth, though it's hard sometimes, is the thing that speaks against mediocrity, complacency, uh, um, containment, uh, inclusion. Amen. It, 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 It speaks against things that try to box in the word of God. See, the truth is can never be boxed in. Amen. The the truth is always out of season. Why? Because the truth is the stuff nobody really wants to hear, but it's in season. Oh, you ain't saying them back to me. Let's look at it this way. You driving down the street. Watch this. You driving down the street. And uh, your car take gas or it's an electric car. Either way. There's some type of fuel component with it. But if you're driving down the street and your hand is on the E, the truth is you need to pull over and get into a gas station to refuel. That's the truth. But sometimes we don't want to hear the truth because we are okay with With what we're doing, hear me. So we're all right, just driving, driving. We ain't got to pull over. And all of a sudden, your car stopped. Why? Because you refuse to listen to the truth. (laughs) So watch this. Look, okay. So the letter of Jude, the letter of Jude is essentially a sermon. Jude preached against. Watch this. Dangerous practices and doctrines that put the gospel of Jesus Christ in perils. Hey, Miss Williams, God bless you. Please share this message if you believe that it's going to be a blessing. We're talking about contending for the faith. Jude, verse number three. Jude preached against dangerous practices and doctrines that put the gospel of Jesus Christ in peril. And this word peril means to put in danger. What does it mean about to put the the word of God in danger? That means that there, there are some churches, hear me, there are some churches that are doing things that has nothing to do with the Bible. They ain't got to say nothing to me. There are certain ceremonies going on in churches that has nothing to do with the word of God. (laughs) I'm just saying. There are things going on in God's church. Hear me. That he did not okay. Amen. Amen. Because what happens, watch this, these doctrines and practices does not embody God. They embody how we feel. What we want to do, how we want to work it. See. And this is why we we have to keep coming up with new schemes and, and new gimmicks. And new ways to try and trick people to come to church. You ain't got to tell me nothing. We, we we try to figure out these new cool ways to bring people into the church, but Jesus said that the best way to draw folks—if you lift me—that's the truth. <laughs> Understand Somebody might say, well, Reverend, you know, you, we, we, you know, you, you got to have a nice choir. I ain't got nothing against a choir. I have nothing against praise teams. I have nothing against none of that. But when all those are the things, hear me, this is what I want you to hear. When we begin to rely on the praise team and the good choirs and all of that kind of stuff and and, and the big buildings and the pretty foyers and, and, and all the seating and all, when we begin to rely on reputation to pour people in rather than the solid and true foundation of the gospel, then we are doing practices and doctrines that have nothing to do with God. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw. Now, don't get me wrong. I I would love to go and visit some of these nice churches. I would love to go and visit. I would love to go and see it. I would love to go see the Potter's House. I would love to go see Lakewood. I, I, I would love, I've been to Living Word. So I, I would love to go see uh, uh, where Creflo is. Down in Cottage Park, Georgia. I, I would love to go there. But when we allow the thing to take place of the purpose of God in our lives, then we are in danger of moving out of the connection that we have with God when we connect ourselves to a building. Jude wanted to write about the salvation but he began to see other stuff going on. The the gospel that was supposed to be teached and taught has somehow or another moved out from being what it was to being something totally different. So watch this. So Jude listened to the Holy Spirit what might have only been a letter from the Christian leader to a particular church, hear this, instead became a precious instrument inspired by the Holy Spirit and viable as a warning in these last days. We have to be conscious of the word of God. Contending for the faith, first of all, it is not ours. (laughs) Hear me, somebody say, well, Reverend, whose is it? It's not ours. It belongs to Christ. And because we are Christians, we have a obligation as a Christian to contend, to uphold and to let people see that God is still real and he's alive. Now concerning this common salvation is not so common to where it's cheap. Hear this. Salvation is not cheap. Jesus gave his life so that we can go free from the sin judgment that was placed on our heads. So this salvation that has been called common is not so common. <laughs> Everybody has a chance to have this same salvation. And it is common in the sense that we are saved in common. Hear this. In community. This is the part I wanted to get to. Watch this. So what is Jude saying to us? The word community has the root word commune. What's it? And the word commune means to be in a group of people living together and sharing possessions and responsibilities. Remember in the book of Acts, there were people that were selling, selling stuff. They were selling stuff and they were giving all of their belongings and money to the poor. To those who did not have. And to commune. Watch this. Is sharing. In the same responsibility. Now. When we take communion. (laughs) We are sharing. In what Christ had done for us. On Calvary. Now. When we come together and commune, we're coming together sharing in the responsibility of contending for the faith. How do we do that? By showing the world how we love one another. A group of people living together. Now, we all don't live together But in order to live together, watch this, you have to be able to get along. And the Bible says, how can we walk together if we don't agree? So to be in a community, we must be agreeable. Come on here. Every Christian that says yes to Christ is adopted into a community. (laughs) Watch this. You have to know there is no secret community when it comes to being a Christian. There is no greater group. Can I say this? I don't want to get in trouble. But just because your, your, your title got apostolic on it don't make you more saved than me. I know I ain't gonna. Y'all ain't gonna like to share this with somebody. Just because yours have Kojic on it, don't make you have more Holy Ghost than me. <laughs> because your church don't have Baptists on it, don't don't mean that just because you speak in tongue that you are more spiritual than I am. Come on here, because whatever come in our lives, it don't make a difference. Who you are, how spiritual you think you are, what title you think you own. When life happens, it happens to everybody. You don't believe me? Look on around, COVID-19 happened to everybody every person that thought they was apostolic, amen, every person that was coaching, every Baptist, every non-Baptist, y'all, every non-denominational person, whatever and whoever you are, rich and unrich, poor or wealthy, it all hit at the same time. There is no greater group in the kingdom It's God's kingdom. It's God's church. Come on, talk back to me. Every knee must bow, every tongue will confess. That's right. When we come into Christ, we come into a community of people who are supposed to believe the same. Come on, we're supposed to believe the same. There should not be a group of people in the house of God thinking differently or believing that somebody is trying to do more than others. We ought to believe the same. How can we walk together unless we agree? And this is what a community is all about. We shout all the time, it takes a village to raise a child. But we never see the village come together. <laughs> and when we do see the village come together, it's always seen to be in the crises. <laughs> Can we come together before the crisis, so that when the crisis hit, the crisis won't do no damage? Y'all ain't saying nothing back to me. So God doesn't have one way for the rich and another way for the poor. Or one way for the good Or one way for the bad We all come to God the same way And that same way is through Christ Jesus We are contending for this faith And this faith is not the faith that causes us to be healed We're not talking about We're talking about the faith that causes salvation to happen in our lives This plan is God's plan. Can I say this? There's no secret knowledge or better way, or there's no alternative belief system which God has revealed to some unique group or teacher. The truth is available for. Everyone, y'all remember that song? Say, "Here's to everyone, everyone that believes it, and here's to everyone, everyone that receives. They shall have everlasting." It's to everyone. There's no special chant you got to do. There's no special prayer you got to pray. Salvation is for everyone who believes and if the salvation that we're talking about you think you got to work for it that's not God's salvation and that's not salvation at all because there's no more working for salvation come on talk back to me this common salvation Belongs to everyone. Watch this. So, since we're in a community, we have to be able to get along with one another so that the contending of the faith can be seen. To be a Christian, means you stand shoulder to shoulder. Watch this. Not just with one or two, you stand shoulder to shoulder with millions of Christians. Those who are in the present and those who have gone before. Remember the Bible says there are such a greater crowd of witnesses. Witnesses. And this greater crowd of witnesses are those who contended for the faith before you and I. And that's why we have the ability now to contend for the faith. Just like we talk about uh, Black History Month. We talk about how people have did this and how people have died for this and died for that. There are people who died for, for the faith as well. There are people in the Bible who was put to death because they believed in Jesus Christ. We stand with strong Christians. Watch this. And we stand with weak ones. It don't make a difference. We stand with new ones. We stand with old ones. We stand with brave ones. And yes, we stand with some who are look cowardly. We stand with young. We stand with old. We are, as we say, in the army of the Lord. We're part of an invisible, mighty army that spans back through time. Past, present, and future. Those who are in Christ are more near of kin than they know of. And their intense unity is deep and it is rooted in the word of God. Y'all remember, we talked about it earlier when James called himself a bond servant. And we talked about how he was more excited about the blood that bounded him together than more than the blood that was in his veins. Are you hearing me? The blood that was shed had more value than the blood that was in his vein. Because the blood that was shed is the same blood that gave him the salvation. So it really doesn't make a difference where you came from, who you are. We all contend for the same faith. We all stand together. And if we are not able to stand together, then how can we contend for the faith? Those who are in Christ The Bible said that we are new creatures. And if we are new creatures, that means we have to begin to think differently. Notice what he said, and I'm gonna get out of here. He says, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith. This was the great need that Jude interrupted his intended letter to address. The ancient Greek word translated contend comes from the athletic world. Watch this, from the wrestling mat. It is a strengthened form of the word meaning to agonize. Therefore, contend speaks of hard and diligent work. Earnestly. We have to earnestly contend. This word translated contend earnestly is the present infinitive showing that the Christian struggle is continuous. <laughs> I mean, let's just say it. We've done said it before the struggle is real. Look at what's going on. The struggle is real. And it's also real for the Christians. We, we have to sometimes, sometimes, some of us got to pull ourselves up out of our beds to do what we need to do. Sometimes it takes a little bit more for some of us to get up and get excited about another day. Go out and got to face this stuff once again. Sometimes it's a struggle for us because we're tired of people telling us one thing but showing us another. We're tired of our Christian brothers telling us they love us but then when we turn our back, you ain't got to say nothing to me. We're contending earnestly for the faith. Because it is the valuable word of God that's going to continue to hold you and to push you and to preserve you and give you the strength you need to do what God has called you to do. Valuables are protected. Anybody ever been to a museum where they have jewelry and artifacts and, and, and behind ropes in there tell you, please don't touch. That's because it's valuable. No weapon. For against you shall prosper. You are valuable. And while you're contending for the faith, God is not going to allow anything that is not in his will to take you out. Exhorting you to contend earnestly. In other words, what this word exhort means, it means to push you, to lift you, to keep on encouraging you, to contend for the faith. And no matter what you deal with, don't you lose hope. Don't allow your issues and your problems to get you down. The devil wants you to believe that it ain't going to get better, but I want you to know it is going to get better. The enemy wants you to believe that your financial issues aren't going to get better. They are going to get, as a matter of fact, they're getting better right now. That healing you waiting on is happening. That turnaround is happening. The breakthrough is happening. The deliverance is happening. Everything you do is a showing of contending for the faith. Job contended for the faith. He didn't give up. He didn't shrink back when everything he had was taken from him. He didn't run away. He didn't go off on the deep end and gave up. He didn't quit the quiet. Come on, y'all ain't saying nothing back to me. He didn't walk out the pulpit. He didn't stop praying. He didn't stop teaching. When you decide to continue in the word, though the struggle is hard, though the fight is real, when you continue to go and struggle through, you are contending for the faith. When you make up in your mind to say, I'm gonna go through the fire and I'm not gonna get burned. When you make up your mind to say, I'm gonna go through the water and I'm not gonna drown. When you make up in your mind that I'm gonna walk through this lion den and not get eaten, I'm going to go through the valley of the shadow of death. I shall fear no evil. You are contending for the faith. When you choose not to give up.